Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. My name is Jack Stone. I'm here with uh, Mr. Ryan Chavez. What is going on, Ryan? Hey, good afternoon, Jack. How are you, sir? We have another awesome episode. Beautiful summer day in the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. Is that right, sir? Oh, man, it's a beautiful day. Well, actually, no, it's raining now, but... Well, let me tell you something. It's, well, I tell you, I guess we're in different parts of the world now, so that, that would yeah. make a difference nowadays, that conversation. But listen, everybody, we got an awesome, awesome show today. If you've already looked at the title of the show, it is Cannabis and Resilience, Living a Resilient Life. And we have a very, very special guest. And, and you know, a few things on this topic. Um, you know, 2020, the reason we're doing this, we do this show for a few reasons. And 2020 has been the year of mixed emotions. And, you know, we have the protests, we have obviously the coronavirus. um, And I think a lot of people even forgot what happened in January, which was when we lost one of the biggest global and I would say resilient icons of our time, Kobe Bryant, Mm. unfortunately. Um, But that seems like an eternity ago based on everything that's happened since then. Um, You know, so everything recently has has come to a head. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed um, personally and, and, you know, in the world really is the new uh, the new focus on the idea of resilience? So uh, what we're going to be going over today is you know what that is and and what we can do to work with that to help our lives be better during this very hard time. And resilience in general um, is just you know that feeling when you get emotionally down you know and you're just not feeling it, and you decide that you are going to pick yourself back up and carry on. And we have seen uh, uh, example after example of, in the world, throughout the world of this happening. Um, but there's a way that, uh, that I think, uh, you know, we can talk about, you know, working through hard times, emotional intelligence, resilience, cannabis, and how they all tie together. And because of that, we have our very special guest today who specializes in that topic because that is not myself. <laughs> I like to touch on it. Uh, but uh, Victor Ung out of Seattle, Washington, um, the podcast host of the Human Up Show, uh, ICF accredited life coach, cannabis wellness coach. Woo! We got to go over what that means, and we will. And Victor specializes uh, with working with Asian men, improving their communications, personal leadership skills, internal management, emotional intelligence, uh, everything that we just kind of went over. And is the founder of the Emotional Dojo for Asian Men. And I'm not going to take uh, too much more of the floor, and I'm going to let him introduce himself, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Victor Ung, thank you, Victor, yes. for coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, I'm I'm super excited about the conversation we're gonna have and diving into all these topics. It's always something I I love having this this medium, this platform to be able to do. So. And you do and you yeah. do it a lot. You dive into this topic quite a bit, yep. I would imagine, right? Yeah, <laughs> podcast great. You just they're amazing. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they're so great. You yeah. could just there's the passive way of communicating and like just and now with technology, you can get everybody in and. You don't like it's just it's it's great. Podcast oh, yeah. rock, man. We've got on a lot of tangents on this show and a I lot know. of good ones with Jack and I. So he, and yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's right. You probably heard a few of those, Victor. Thank you. But um yeah, so so we got a ton and ton of good questions uh that we want to be asking because this is a really interesting, very relevant current topic. Um, but first, you know, Victor, I would love for you to just, uh, we, we kind of rattled off a bunch of, um, titles and accreditations there that sound very impressive and, and, and are, and I would like you to kind of walk us through, you know, what, like your story and what some of that means, if you don't mind, uh, why you came to do it. So, yeah, no, and thank you for again, having me. I'm just humbled. I'm, it's kind of weird thinking about all those 
things, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, behind a, a, a title there. But uh, it's it's been a journey for me personally to. So I, I came from the technology consulting background. Uh, I worked at Accenture, one of a large yeah. consulting international firms, and um, as a web developer, and really loved the work and learned so much from it. Um, what I started kind of waking up to in my own sense is the lack of emotional intelligence that many humans, especially myself, had. Um, And how that showed up was, you know, a lot of conflict in the workplace. It was a lot of stress. It was a lot of burnout. It was a lot of apathy. It was a lot of just, um, you know, going out to happy hours in the middle of the week to to (laughs) wash away everything. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and there was, there's, you know, I'm, I, I say that in, in with the least like judgment as possible, but I, I think it's just something I didn't want to be a part of, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't want to, um, I, I looked ahead at my trajectory and sort of my leadership and management and just like, mm, this is, this is, I don't feel, um, free here. And I use free in a, in multiple ways of being emotionally vulnerable and being able to ask for help. I think as a consultant, there's a certain level of like expertise and and persona you do have to put on, right? To mm-hmm. to work with clients to make the yes. sale or whatever, which I think is so important. Still, you do kind of have to fake it till you make it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that term. But uh, I get the I, I appreciate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but like a lot of the understanding of like, hey, we're all humans. We, you know, we all struggle with things. We all have negative emotions. We all have, um, you know, these pain points that I think so many of us don't address. And so I went through the whole process of, you know, exploring you know, my own creative side again. Um, I Something I really loved as a kid growing up was writing and mm-hmm. being the sort of first generation Asian American to be born here with immigrant parents who tells you like, tells you all nope. the shoulds and, and whatnot of where you should go. Um, I left a lot of that creativity behind. A lot, I mm-hmm. left a lot of my own, you know, personal joy in a lot of ways. Um mm-hmm. And so, so all of that kind of accumulated into this quarter life crisis that I mm-hmm. say I hit in a, in a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, and so starting to explore writing again, I started a blog um, and then I found out about, you know, podcasting and um, just hit the ground running and in, in starting my own and just committed mm-hmm. to myself to like, I don't even care what happens. Let's just put out 12 episodes, you know, and mm-hmm. it's been now I'm up to like 60, which is super cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, that's funny. And and uh, and then in that process, also find out about life coaching. And so that's where I got um, accredited uh, with the International Coaching Federation, which is kind of a, a gold standard with coaching because it's still nice. very unregulated industry it's not like you can go to school like graduate school for it yet but um but there is 
some there should be a graduate level. school for it there really <laughs> should like, there really like, should yeah we have it for everything else and not the things course. that actually we need yeah. yes like, yeah. um and actually that's a, another part of it too was that like all of these skills that i think coaches learn are not just you know shouldn't it just be for coaches i think it's something right? that can be so yes. important for everybody especially leaders especially yeah. people who are managing other people um or or just surrounded by people so you know, that's the other part of my mission in the long run is to really human up. That's the name of my podcast, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, shameless plug, but um, <laughs> like the, the idea of, um, you know, disconnecting from technology, but also reconnecting with ourself. 100%. Uh, I had a, do you, did you have a point when you were, cause, cause here's the thing. There, there are so many people that go through this trajectory of, of growing up. Right. And, and get, just going through life where you have like a, a template that you follow. Right. And, and then, you know, you, and I, I've experienced this as well, where you just get to that point where you're like, what am I doing this for? Right. Like, what is the point? Right. And so I'm just curious, like, like, it sounds like yeah, the answer is yes. But like, do you remember the time it was there like a specific point where you're just like, what am I doing? Or was yes. it kind of like a gradual thing? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say it was somewhat gradual in a lot of ways. I, I've, you know, growing up, I've always been interested in psychology, understanding people. Um, you know, I've been uh, so interested in books, in personal development books, but somewhat still embarrassed to be reading them. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I remember sometimes I'd be on the bus and like reading how to win friends and influence people, oh. but like, yeah, uh, like but, but it is a great one. Uh, Thank God then, for iBooks. Yes, <laughs> for eBooks. Yeah, um, eBooks or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah. No. I because like I would like hide the cover because I'd be like feel judged that like people were like, oh look, this guy doesn't know how to win friends or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, but anyway, so I've always been interested in just exploring that within myself. But there was one point where I was leaving work one day, trying to catch the bus, and I would look up and just literally everyone was staring at their phones, mm. walking around dronelessly. It was so quiet, even though we we're like in the middle of a busy intersection. And I was mm. like, what? is this what is yeah what is it sort of an existential crisis in a lot of ways like what is human like what is you know what is work and and so did a lot of that questioning Mm. and rabbit hole exploring but um yeah so I kind of just felt this wave of cold air you know kind of wash over me in um in in a spiritual sense and like uh, that's when I was like, all right, I got to do something. Cause I, I noticed that coldness sort of within me too, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, um, this, this like droning away at saving money, making like getting the next yeah. promotion, like, yeah. you know, buying the house or whatever, which, you know, they're great. You got to survive, but like, there was something missing there. So, you, you know what it, yeah. And you're right. And you know what that is? It's, 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 I think what's missing is that you're never paying attention to like what the the journey, you're not paying attention to the journey. Mm -hmm. When you're in that mode, you're paying attention to what am I going to get next? And when you're almost ready to get what you're supposed to get next, you're already thinking about the next thing after that. So you're you're never satisfied. And so when you're probably sitting there and you're looking around and, you know, I can imagine when, you know, I'm in Times Square and I was in, you know, Japan and Tokyo, that was the busiest cross intersection in the world, right? Like you're sitting there and all these people are around you, but everyone's like a robot. 
yeah. right? And, and everyone's just not present and, and aware of what's actually happening. They're on their phones thinking about the future and they're, they're in a different mm-hmm. world. And so th- that that actually makes a lot of sense, you know, and I think that's what happens is that you kind of realize you're like, it's not, there will never come. Like, mm-hmm. like, like when I, when I make it or when I get there, it will never come. It's, it's, uh, it's the journey and, and what I learn along the way that's going to help me eventually get to that next platform. And, and so I think what people need to do is pay, pay attention to the journey. And, and, and that seems to be exactly what kind of happened there when yeah. you notice that. Yeah. What, and it's a hard thing, right? Cause like, what do you even do just to start that process? And it's like, can be so tan- intangible and ethereal to, that was my next question. What did you, you know, do after that? <laughs> you yeah. to, you're in the intersection. You're like, all right, this is weird. I got to change yeah. things. Then no, what do you yeah. do? You know? Drop my phone, crush it. No, no I <laughs> would not yeah. do that. Throw it in the river. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my Asian parents would yell at me. No. I can't uh, get touch <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasting so much money. No. Um, so <laughs> I, I like, uh, yeah, it's, it's really just, um, really like allowing myself to explore all of that you know even introspect and look internally like what does accomplishment mean for me you know and what am I achieving uh or or what are the outcomes I'm looking for in achieving all of these things Mm -hmm. you know um and so making that connection because I I think achievement accomplishment are you know I I love the hustle just as much as anybody I think though we have to connect that to you know either a, a high level outcome that we'd like to have or come from it that can help you sustain that accomplishment because if you're just doing it to check off the list like again like we're saying you're never going to be satisfied you're going to just keep thinking like I made a million dollars but now I, like all my expenses are like you know and then you're going to have to go for the next one and then yeah you know um and so so I, I did a lot of like just internal work of like understanding and, you know, a lot of what the work I'm doing now and helping others improve within themselves is, is learning about emotional intelligence, um, mm-hmm. really identifying what are the emotions that we feel. That's something mm-hmm. that we can't rarely, any of us can really name specifically. Yeah. And then to know like what to do with it um, or what not to do with it. You know, sometimes inaction is just as important. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, just kind of. And that training around. was never there, right? The training was never like we never no one gets that training. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that's the hardest part about the whole thing is that you get to this point and, you know, then it just becomes a lot of like turbulence. Yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. And you're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like so uh, and I, I guess, you know, with that and emotional intelligence, I. Um, like how does cannabis fit in all of that? Like, cause yeah. I know you work with like, you, you, so, and I want, there's so much we got to get into. Um, cause I know, I understand that you work, uh, specifically with, um, the emotional Jojo. Uh, is yeah. that Jack? I, did you have a question about that? Or yeah. are you just going to ask? Him I mean, yeah, you've, you're already alluding to it. Like, uh, <laughs> you want to, <laughs> well, I was just going to say, cause Jack was asking about it a lot and I was yeah. like, and it brought up, it was like, go ahead and ask your question. Cause I know you want to ask it. Are you anything specific or no? No, I was just going to ask like, you know, right. what, what is emotional? It's a emotional dojo is such a cool name. Like you just sounds <laughs> like, you know, you're teaching people empathy and, and really how to understand human emotion and stuff. But like, what, what exactly is emotional, uh, dojo? And how and yes. what's it all about? And how'd you come up with it? 
Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate asking about it. I get super excited talking about it. So it's, uh, you know, it's, I like, like what we were saying, we weren't really given the training to do a lot of this emotional exercise, if whatever that means. Right. Mm -hmm. But we have all of these physical gyms, you know, you go into a physical place, you can work out your physical muscles. We don't have places to really work out our emotional muscles. Yep. Um, other than therapy behind closed doors that costs hundreds of dollars, you know? Um, and so to be able to have a place with all the right tools, the equipment, um, even community for, uh, to both learn from, but, and also hold each other accountable with on a more emotional sense is something that's been missing. Um, mm -hmm. And so a lot of, so that's kind of where the name kind of comes from. Like dojo is another word for gym in, in an Asian style. Cool. Uh, and I, I do focus with Asian men for now because, you know, being an Asian man, there's a lot of cultural nuances uh, that, that I think we, a lot of us can have that common thread to work through. Uh, eventually, I mean, that's not to say though emotional intelligence is important for every human, um, not just yeah. Asians, not just men, but um, right. everyone. So, uh, but yeah, so then emotional dojo is a place where, you know, it's going to be, have all the, the best resources and, um, uh, you know, video courses, um, workshops and uh, personal coaching to be able to um, dive into our emotions. Wow. That's awesome. awesome. So you have, so you're like, uh, you're, you're, you're using these tools to kind of like teach people about the, 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 the emotional side and that's yeah. so cool, man. And I think it, the, the most important part of it too, is that like, this is not me telling people what to do or what to feel or how to feel or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's really just providing that, that space, that environment, that gym to, to go and work out yourself. Right. Um, and so a lot of what coaching is, is just drawing a lot of that wisdom out from people, um, asking the right questions, having them be able to explore for themselves with a, a, a pointed question. Um, um, and, and that's what I loved about this idea of coaching and, and, you know, something that I found was missing from all the other mentors and leaders and parents mm -hmm. that always try to put things on to me or tell me where to go, but there was not really a space for me to like explore. Like, so this, this is where I want to go. This is what I care about. These are my values. This is um, yeah. my emotion. Yeah. Cool. And exactly. How I was going to say, how does like cannabis like fit into all this with the, with, with yeah. the dojo and your teachings and all that? Yeah. Into the cannabis. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So about? I know. Right. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, as I'm starting to learn more about cannabis and the science behind it, the medicinal benefits from it, you know, there's definitely so much that comes from allowing this cannabis to bring us back to that homeostasis that I know you, you all talk about enough too. Yes, the endocannabinoid yeah. system, right? Like there's such a powerful thing within our bodies that um, has been like literally hidden from us it's been kept away from us from people who were greedy and 
racist and and anyway that goes into a lot of stuff (laughs) but uh so so there is a power though to be able to use cannabis to bring us back to a stable foundation within ourselves to help us relax and and regulate our mood and from that stable foundation you can then start you know talking about these um these 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 areas that uh, you can just like think more clearly about, right? These more ethereal, intangible things that are so important, um, you know, when you don't have to be in survival mode of like stressing about what you're going to do or having anxiety about your future and, you know, um, worrying about your past. So to, um, and so a lot of the work I would do with cannabis is combining that with meditation um, and a lot of more mindful practices. Um, so having that knowledge base of emotional intelligence, like what are emotions? How do we identify them in our bodies? And then using cannabis as a tool to really accelerate that process. Because I know mm. uh, I, I consider cannabis as like an amplifier of our emotions, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, of like what that. we... Yeah, of like what we feel and and whatnot. So, I almost think of it as like, um, uh, you know, meditating on cannabis or while high is like working out with ankle weights because then you just, you <laughs> yeah. know, like yeah, because every time yes. you smoke, right, you're like, 100%. oh my gosh, there's so many things going on, all these ideas, yeah. all these thoughts I, and feelings. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. And so if you can combine that with meditation and really like be able to like work that out, you know, with the, um, with the medicine in your body, then like it helps you show up in the other areas of your life, just, you know, with full steam ahead. So that sounds fun. Yeah. I, totally. I, I, yeah, that's really interesting. I, 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 cause I think it's right. I think you're right about that. Obviously it's, um, like marijuana may intensify your feelings. Sometimes what I feel like what happens is that you just become incredibly present on what's happening. And so the feelings become more intense or they seem like they become more intense because I, because I think sometimes, and and it depends like THC can give you a psychoactive, you know, part of it. But when I do like a nice little balance thing or like a higher CBD, I can still get in a very like meditative state because you have the calmness. And I think that's really what I get when, when, when I get it, when I can, when I meditate with a little bit of high, like a high THC, it's fantastic when I'm in control. If you're out of control and you don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But like CBD, a balance thing is always, almost always one of my favorite things to do because you're absolutely right. Like before you can get to that point where you're understanding what emotions you're feeling and maybe why you're feeling them and analyze that process, you have to be in a calm, like Mm -hmm. steady state to be able to even start analyzing any of those things. And so yeah, it, it it makes a lot of sense that that you would have a strategy like that. So is that like, I'm just, do you take people that just have never used cannabis before? Or are they familiar with cannabis typically? Um, yeah, when you're so walking- I'm, I'm, you know, still definitely really early in my journey, still finding mm-hmm. a lot of the people, for the most part, um, I'm connecting with those who have already been using cannabis and want to mm-hmm. now just explore this, this next level of using it. Um, you know, eventually I would, you know, a big goal of all of this too is really helping break that stigma of cannabis to be used as medicine. Um, that's, yep. that's, you know, I know we're all in that journey together trying to <laughs> Absolutely. You know, rebel against that, but um, 
but yes, yeah, so originally or right now it's it's just uh, you know for people who want to explore this next level and um, and and what I would say too is definitely less is more, you know. So like you said, with uh, the THC, really balancing that with CBD or just lower THC levels or even different types of intake methods, whether it be like a vape or, mm. you know, um, uh, like a tincture or actually tinctures are pretty strong too, depending on what you're doing. But yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so just really finding the way though, that you can help, yeah. you know, balance you still be in that calm state and be in control, but, um, but also just like go along for the ride at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, it's, it's awesome. And, and, and I guess, um, one of the things I, I wanted to ask as well about, because I, I want to go back to like when you're working with like people with like their emotions or whatnot, what do you do? Like when you talk, I'm just curious, like, do you, do you talk about resilience? Cause that, what's happening now is there's a lot of things yeah. that like, I, I'm sure you do, but there's a lot of things that are happening right now that like, um, you know, 2020, like we mentioned in the beginning, there's just so much. And I'm just curious, like what you're seeing and, and like maybe like, do you have like a general like practice that you maybe you start with everybody just to like go down a certain path or is it kind of like customized for each one? And that'd be interesting to see how you help people work through those difficult times and with cannabis possibly. Yeah. Yeah. um, I, first of all, like definitely feel so much for what's happening in the world. Like there's just, sometimes it is hard to like talk about all this stuff when everybody is still like, trying to survive you know literally and and i think it's you know so Mm i i just comment that because sometimes i would be fully transparent like it is hard to like talk about these things like emotional intelligence like finding your life purpose like i don't yeah how do i care about that if like i can't even freaking go walk in the park like so right (laughs) um uh but i would say that you know for many of us who are have or are in this place to you know explore this next level too is that um a a big part of resilience comes from really connecting with your own self right and what that means is again what are your emotions what are what are what are what's the vocabulary you would use to describe that you know is it you know, anger, or is it irritation? Is it frustration? You know, um, mm-hmm. and then look at what, what are the outcomes that are causing that, right? Um, where is that coming from? Um, a, a, a quick tip for that too, actually, is, is asking more what questions rather than why. Um, when you ask why, it, it does start leaning towards um, sort of more of an accusatory side yeah. and sort of a and so it's easy to, you know, become defensive and think up of reasons or excuses. Mm-hmm. If you ask a what, you're looking at more like the context of what's happening, sort of all the different circumstances that are, are create, creating that emotion. Right? Mm-hmm. And so asking those types of questions for yourself, um, you know, all of this in, in the goal of developing, developing resiliency is really, really getting clear on that for yourself. And connecting that with a, like I was mentioning earlier, like a high level outcome that you, you do want to work towards or, or build. Um, so, because I know people 
I, so let's see, I, I'll use, I'm trying to think of an example, but um, I know for me, you know, when I hit my quarter life crisis in my corporate career, I, you know, that definitely was a, a, a situation where I was lacking a lot of resiliency and uh, there it was, it, I think it stemmed from a lack of connection to a, a purpose of that, right? A, an alignment mm -hmm. of my values for that, mm -hmm. right? So yep. I wasn't able to power through the, the work life or the corporate role or, mm -hmm. you know, um, or, or even just seeing what leadership was gonna um, be like for me, but yeah, because I just didn't align with that. So, so it comes with identifying that from yourself and then really connecting that to like, you know, a higher level outcome from what you want out of that experience. Yeah, no, that's, that's super interesting. I, I, I think a lot of like what it sounds like what you're saying is like, you know, have it, accepting the situation and what you said before, when you're trying to describe your, your emotions, you have the why, like, instead of saying why you say what? Yeah. And so when, when you do that, it's, when you say why, you can't really accept the situation when you're saying, why yeah. is this happening to me, right? right. So, so when, when, when you say, what is it that I'm feeling? All right, it's sadness, right? right. Boom, that's what it is, acceptance, right? right? So the first thing you have to do, it's, it makes sense. You gotta, you gotta accept you know, the situation that you're in and, yeah. and just accept it with like non-emotion. And that's part of what we do in meditation as well. Yeah. When we practice that, those of us that do that is you practice, like that's part of going through like these emotions passing back and forth and you just let them go, right? You don't attach any emotion to them otherwise. But once you get to that place of acceptance and you're like, all right, it is what it is. Then it seems when you also have a why, right? Then you can also move forward and push through like a difficult situation. And, totally. and a why I think is like, is a, is a big, big deal. And if you don't have a why you will not push through anything, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, 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 I, I have been in bad situations myself where if I didn't have a why, I don't know how I would have made it through, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just like, uh, you know, I, Jack, I'm sure you've gone through it. And, and I think so many of us out here listening uh, to this show as well have gone through it this year in 2020. We're like, you know, a lot of people are losing jobs. A lot of people are losing mm -hmm. friends and family to what's happening. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of pain happening with the protests right now. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's not to accept those things, but it's to ex like and it, acceptance doesn't mean just like, all right, we're not going like, like, to turn a blind eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, it is what it is. How, what are we going to do? Exactly. Right. And, and, yeah. and that's, and that I think is the, the biggest, biggest part of what, yeah you're teaching with resilience it looks like and it's just exactly. like exactly and, and I'd, i would say there's a it's a cool way to almost like have a framework around that um it, i call it the three a's and that's it's a, a big part of what i work with people with too is awareness acceptance and action or inaction like i was mentioning so first it does come from the awareness okay the world is on fire <laughs> you know there's a lot of injustice right there's a lot of um all these uh issues and you have to just have awareness of that you have to like yeah. know that that's happening which is blends into the acceptance that this is the world um people are dying um people are suffering can we embrace that can we accept it um rather than 
you know, suppress it or push it away or ignore it or distract ourselves from it, you know, and as we're, as, as you're doing, you can apply this framework for the world, but also for ourselves internally with our emotions, right? If you don't accept your emotion, the the fear that you might be having, the, the discomfort, the anxiety or whatnot, it will just come back tenfold, you know, in another yeah. situation, another trigger, another relationship or someone something says, you know, or whatnot. So a big part of it is acceptance. And there's a lot of, you know, philosophies around this, um, you know, yin and yang is kind of what I really make a reference to, too, that, you know, a big part of balance is both ends of it so sometimes mm-hmm. we have to accept the more negative ones too and then into action right so what do you <clears> want to <throat> do with that information um I, and i think there's a slight distinction too with doing what do you want to do about it like when when kind of reframing the language to say what can we do with it it, it almost more empowering like okay, now I have this acceptance of these emotions to be able to like do something with, how can you use that to feel yourself? How can you use that to work through the resiliency, you know, build that resiliency yeah. for yourself? Um, and uh, yeah, and so, um, and then one last thing too, I would say too, with the 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 finding the why, and I, I could totally hear somebody like, raising a concern like, well, you just said not to use why questions. What do you, uh, uh, I think, right. I think uh, there's, purpose. yeah, there's a difference, right? So it's, it's finding the, the purpose or the intention in what you're acting for or, or you know, working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but when you're looking for the, the deeper sort of like uh, fuel points, you know, it, it could be, helpful to use more what questions and then once you get there you can start almost consolidating it into a why like into a purpose that you could really yeah Hmm. push forward with so um i know i kind of threw a lot out there so yeah no it's uh, one of the things i thought was really interesting you brought up too is that you know finding uh positives and negatives and that you hear a lot but people have a hard time doing that and that again comes from accepting a situation. If you yeah. don't accept what's happening, you can't find any positives at all. Totally. And so, you know, you got to st- no matter how bad your you think your life is every day, as long as you wake up, you know, like you have another chance and, you know, like, and, and you just do it again. And so I, I think what is really interesting is finding the silver linings in a lot of these things. Yeah. And, 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 and again, that comes from being in a settled place and and this is like like tying it back into cannabis like if you and and not to say that like and and i always talk about this in the show too you want to do everything you want to do the the meditation and the cannabis you don't just want to do cannabis you want to like practice everything with it um but when it's when you come to that like settled place is when you're going to be able to like view these situations in ways that are gonna be beneficial for you and help you get out of the rut that you were initially in. And so, um, you know, cannabis, like, you know, depending on what you do, like, that's why we talk on the show because you can't just do an indica every day, right? Exactly. <laughs> like it's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. work, you know? So like, you know, but you, you use it mindfully the way that you're, you're helping your people use it. It'll put you in a, in a place that will allow you to accept the situation, but also like move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like what has to happen, uh, you know, for anybody to, to live like a fulfilling life. If you just 
you know, it's, it's, it's just as long, you know, as long as everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. Exactly. And so, and, and like so like what, right now, yeah, yeah, everybody has a plan. And, and I think Mike Tyson yeah, said that everybody Tyson. has a plan. Yeah. Everybody has a plan that. until they get punched <laughs> in the mouth. And so like, yep. when you get punched in the mouth, what are you going to do? You know? And so yep. like you accept it. And that's what boxers do. I, I used to do that, you know, back, you, you get punched in the face and you're just like, I, you, I don't go running out of the ring, <laughs> you yeah. know, you, yep. you'd sit there and, and you figure out what you're going to do next to, for your next move. So it's, it's super interesting, uh, this idea of resilience and, you know, obviously with cannabis, if you get punched in the mouth, there's a healing property there as well, but no. there's so many <laughs> good, there's so many good, like <laughs> boxing references to life, like. You ever oh, see yeah. like Rocky? I think it was yeah. like uh, one of the the newer Rocky movies where he's talking to his son. Oh yeah, it's like it's such a motivational thing. Like yeah. I used to do sales, and like they always every sales like team like shows this video, but it, it's a, it really is a it's a one. No of those boxers things. will say that it feels like a sales job, but no. all sales people will say it feels like a fight. <laughs> yeah, but what Rocky you says, I mean? he's with with his son, and he and then he's just like, oh, he's like, well, you know, sunshine and rainbows. He's like, it, it, it's it'll bring you to your knees if you let it. And he's like, and you gotta fight, and that that's how winning is done. Like, you, you think that's my Rocky, my Rocky. That was, that's that pretty was good. We need to that's pretty in good, man. Into the yeah, show dude. to get some voiceovers going. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, it, I just it's, it's motivational too. Like, you know, yeah, life really. hits you, I, I, I love, the ropes. Like, you gotta, and, you know, be ready for it. Nobody hits and because we're talking about this, I just got to say one of my favorite examples in professional sports of resiliency is my beloved Buffalo Bills. Okay. And I just am going to throw this in there, there but you cannot go to the Super Bowl four times in a row. Same group of men because they didn't back in the day, back in the NFL franchise days, like, you know, way back in the day, they didn't have guys hopping around teams. You had a group of guys and you went through 10, 15 years together on the team. Yeah. And they had the same group of guys four years in a row go to the Super Bowl over and over and over. And, and that was just the most like my if anyone out there wants to watch a 30 for 30, the four falls of Buffalo, you do not have to be a Buffalo Bills fan. And, you know, that ESPN special was fantastic. And you will just like love resiliency after that. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my take on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, love it. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's one of my favorite examples that I always, they are actually inspiring for me. It's amazing. Like how, and that's what I think everybody should find too, is like, like find that if you got to find that example and you right. got to find that, like that thing that when we're working through these tough times that you can look up to. Right. And, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, like, like Kobe Bryant was an enormous impact and a global icon for everybody. And the reason he was, I think because he, that man was the epitome of resilience. I mean, yeah. I don't know if, if anyone watched that championship game where it was a playoff game, I think, where, you know, the, his team needed him to make those free throw shots with a broken Achilles ankle or Achilles tendon. And the dude went out there and finished the job and no one else would have done that, <laughs> you know, and just worked through it and kept his poise. And like, and there's so many examples of that man doing things like that, you know, yeah. it's just amazing human being. Um, but you find that person, you know, I, I, I think that's really important to the person, example, the movie, the team, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah you know, yeah. to look up to. So totally to have that model for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And is that I, what you do with like, I'm curious, like, is that often like you recommend, I'm sure you recommend that when you're working with a lot of the, your people that you work with. Sure. Find somebody, yeah, to, yeah. To find a model. Of course. Like, I think, yeah. you know, we, again, as coaches too, like we, um, you know, we're not necessarily the, the, the person who's been there and done that in a way right mm -hmm. the, a, another sports analogy is you know every michael jordan needs a phil jackson right like <laughs> yes so yes doesn't mean awesome. you know That's yeah that doesn't mean um 
Phil Jackson has to know exactly or like be as good as Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan needs to have his own models and players to actually um, learn from too. So uh, yeah, definitely as a coach, I, you know, really encourage to find that. And if it's not in a person, then maybe it's a company, maybe it's a, a uh, movie character, uh, you know, like there's, there's so many ways you can find that model for yourself. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's my dad. Um, mm. It's, it's being able to survive in the jungle between Cambodia and Thailand for uh, like trying to escape the communist Khmer Rouge for three years, eating snakes and frogs and wow. running away from gunpoint and having his like, friends like be raped and murdered it's like what the hell like how did you yeah. <laughs> how, are we, yeah. how am i even yes. here right now right and so there's it, a little bit of an existential crisis there but yeah. um so resiliency i think yeah it really uh, i mean i know that there's a lot of other great smart people who do this work in resiliency outside of me um what's what's her name angela duckworth um, mm-hmm. does a really good work in grit, which I, I would say is, you know, on, mm-hmm. on the line of resiliency. And yeah. it comes down to what I was talking about in the um, setting the high level outcomes that you want, not just goals mm-hmm. to check off, but like an outcome, a, a, a feeling or a, 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 a something to come from it, you know, um, mm-hmm. when you can look at that high level, then all the little things along the way of, making that book deal or uh you know uh i'm blanking out with examples right now but you know it's like, it's, any, it's very like if i need want to get a sale i gotta book appointments first so i gotta sit down i gotta make the phone calls right it's like it's it just breaking yeah exactly yeah you're exactly yeah. right because mm-hmm, you have to do that or else it feels like a bazillion miles away you can't get exactly. to the goal otherwise yeah well and and i would say with yeah like so making a sale right like what is mm-hmm. the outcome you want to do from making that sale I think mm-hmm. that's what you can connect with more. And so maybe you won't get so attached to actually making that sale, you know, in case it doesn't happen. Or if, if you know, you know, maybe whatever circumstances come up, but, you know, what's something behind that that you would want out of making that sale? So that's, that's a specific example there. But in whatever situation you're at, wherever you're at, like if it's making more money, you know, like getting a, a, another job, like, what do you want out of that? You know, and so that helps build resiliency in that, you know, sometimes you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks along the way of getting rejected of, you know, not working out. But mm-hmm. if you can like remind yourself of what's, what's up there, that that's really yeah. helpful. Yeah. When, when you know why you're, you're, you're shooting for what you're shooting for and, and yeah, absolutely. And, and this um, is the hardest part too, is to really define that. Right. So it's easier yeah. said than done. Like it's so easy for me to just say here, sit here and talk about it. I'm yep. still doing a lot of that work for myself and really connecting yes. with that. But this is again, we all are. You know, <laughs> not trying to like, you know, make this too much of a, a, a pitch or whatever, but I think that's why so many people could benefit so much from having a coach. Right. And, and yeah. really having that, unbiased non-judgmental person to reflect that off of 
Um, it also absolutely you need everybody needs that you got you have to have the the the, yeah. the coach the guidance the yeah. you know and also like it also to know what you want you got to understand what you want and what you believe in right and so like it takes self-work also on the side mm-hmm. and it takes and time it, it takes, takes time, time. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And there is a process that goes into it. So how to be resilient? Well, it's not just a, like a one word answer. Exactly. It's a process, right? There's there's a whole thing that we have to do. Um, and, and, and you know, the first part of it, you know, often is, is a lot of the things that we mentioned. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you too, just like, because we're on the topic, um, back to like emotional intelligence, because I think resilience is like a process, right? Resilience mm-hmm. is like a process we got to work through. Emotional intelligence, not that it's not a process, but it's like very... Not simple. It's a it's a simpler way, I guess, of uh, than resilience. Possibly resilience is more of a thing. Um, emotional intelligence. Like, if you're telling somebody just to start, if you want to tr- help somebody improve their emotional intelligence, what are like the things that you would have them start doing? Like, just mm-hmm. simple things. Like, some few simple things. I don't know if, if it's kind of general or if each individual person has a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, each person does have a different thing, you know, and it's mm-hmm. going to be exactly finding what will work for you um you know i could say meditation i could say journaling yeah. i could say do yeah. yoga uh you know um but maybe that doesn't work for everybody so mm-hmm. at a at a high level though it, i think it really does come down to that three-step process i was mentioning is the yeah. awareness the acceptance yeah. and the action just continually thinking about that right um yeah. so with emotional intelligence specifically uh you know if you say that if you um if you say that you're angry you know that's a that's a basic emotion i think we can all relate to but what's what is the what is really the emotion behind that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like are you angry at your coworker for you know or are you maybe more irritated at them for like not doing their work are you more frustrated you mm-hmm. know at, at something else right so what's something more specific you can use and there's a a, a really cool like wheel of emotions you can use Mm -hmm. just google it like find what work there's a lot of research that actually still being done in like what are emotions and and what are the core emotions so don't get too caught up in that but just (laughs) like really like use that as a tool to say like okay i have this anger how can i drill down into something another emotion so increasing that vocabulary and then um acceptance comes with Mm -hmm. you know being able to sit with it really um maybe that is meditating but maybe that is finding time for yourself maybe that is you know uh uh, talking it through with somebody um it's it's there's a lot of ways you can learn to sit with it in a way that works for you um and then uh and and that's again you know (laughs) where it helps to come have a sounding board to continue finding what works but, and then action, like, what can you do with that emotion? Um, you know, is there a specific goal or outcome that you want to build with that? Do you, how mm-hmm. do you want to address that emotion? How do you want to, um, you know, navigate that? Okay. How can you like, yeah. How can you like, uh, either, either amplify the ones you want more of or, or minimize the ones you don't. Yeah. No, that's that. That makes sense. So the the three step process is 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 good because it's simple, 
And like, do you have anything more than that? Like you people yeah. are like, right. What's the, what's the seven different letters I yeah. got to remember now? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So the yeah, three A's. A's. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so, it's, it's exactly how life works, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just, you go through that process, awareness, acceptance, action. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually I, I wanted to ask you a question too, um, kind of along the lines of what we talked about, but I'm just curious, like, do you have like, it's when we go back to cannabis here and we're talking about emotions and working with through emotions, um, do you have like a cannabis strategy for yourself personally, mate, or you can talk about for clients, but like what maybe even you yourself do in regards to like when you want to feel a different way or when mm-hmm. you're feeling a different way, you, you supplement with A, B, C, or D, or do you just kind of have like a one size fits all routine for yourself possibly when it comes to the cannabis uh, stuff? No, it's not one size fits all. So, <laughs> I mean, I like definitely cannabis has as you all know like so many different nuances and like you know situations like even where it was grown how it was grown who grows it what plant it is like it can have so many varying factors so even if you buy the two same products it might even give you different experiences in that way um so having that said it's a lot of experimentation um but also setting intentions beforehand i think there's uh, so much power to the mind in that way so going into it with the mindset of what are you using this for you know um what what is what what intentions do you want to come out of it um and so you know for me i actually do a, a kind of a fun thing uh that's led by another coach actually called flow masters um it's like a combination of uh life coaching and public speaking uh, and freestyle rapping oh really into, oh yeah, nice all into kind of one um awesome. yeah super fun and it's not about yeah. being the best rapper or anything or like spitting rhymes but to really help us get comfortable expressing yourself like finding that flow state was it like, called flow masters yeah flow masters that's uh, i gotta check that out that's cool yeah yeah uh yeah. maybe you guys should join in, in one of those yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe that'd be um, cool yeah yeah super cool space of like non-judgment of just my two-year-old that loves freestyle rap yeah <laughs> he just he's he just babbles is he, is he just trying to go for it right, you throw you like, throw a beat on and he's like that's amazing i love it Waiting for his TikTok. Just uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. God, mom and dad don't even have TikTok, but he will. I'm sure he will. Absolutely, unless unless America bans it. Unless it's right, 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 right. He may not actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, it's so yeah. No, it's so fun. Um, but but again, like go back to like the setting intentions, right? So like I go into those intentions. I'll I'll maybe smoke up a little bit of um and 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 there is some uh uh validity to the you know the strand that you use uh the the intake method and whatnot like a Mm -hmm. bong rip is going to be way different than a vape hit so Mm -hmm. um so realizing the differences with that right yeah experimenting with that and then going in with the intention of like okay how how can i ask for guidance from this plant how can i like allow Mm -hmm. this to you know, set more intentions around what I'd like out of this experience or the next like two hours being high, you know, like, yeah. Um, so I know that, you know, maybe for a lot of people, it's like, I just want to get high and like <clears throat> hang out and smoke, watch movies. And, you know, and I think there's some value to that to 
yeah. take a break mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, so sure. Yeah. All for it. I'm not judging that. I do it all the time, but yeah. But I think when, uh, but, but again, actually that is part of the intention too, right? Yes. My intention there exactly. is yep. to relax and not think about yeah. anything yep. else. Self-care. Um, I, I I say, you know, we are the anti-stoner show, I guess. Right. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I mean, but like, but like one of the things I do say is that like, you know, we exactly what you just said, everybody has to relax. And, you know, sometimes, and especially in this day and age, it's hard to do that. And if you need assistance, it's, it's better, I think, to make sure that you get the relaxation than to just try and push through that and not mm-hmm. relax. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you try and push through anything, you're not going to relax. So like the cannabis just like opens you up depending yeah. on obviously what you're doing. And that's why we obviously recommend a lot of things with CBD because it's a lot safer and not safer, just like safer in the sense that you know the, the experience you're going to have in that respect, yeah. right? It's not going to be a yeah. surprise. Um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, hundred percent, man. I, I, I was, I was, um, I was thinking the same thing on a, on a lot of that stuff, but, uh, the, that I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to ask you also on that, your favorite strain, cause you mentioned that. So like, what is like, do you have one or do you have like a few different ones that you like? I'm just curious. Yeah. About that too. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have like a favorite one. I mean, um, so I really like, I mean, I'm, I've really followed terpenes, right? So it's the, for those who know, it's the, the yep. more the flavor flavor profiles of it, the smell. So lemon, mm. lemon terpenes, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get, yeah. <laughs> so um, lemon berry haze, I think nice. was one. Uh, I have one that's lemon shortbread, mm. um, which is like lemon oh, and nice. mint kind of. Nice. Uh, super interesting. Um, cool. so you guys I'll had use, all the new strains out there. In, there's so many strains there. and that's why it's yeah. like hard to really keep track of and really just pick one because it really almost doesn't mean anything at this point. But right. um, it's more about terpenes. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, For that and reason. So I think, and then the blue dream, I think uh, I can't, can't remember. Actually, I haven't looked at, I haven't had that one in a while, but th- that's a more of like a relaxing oh, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So. Blue Dream's great. I actually just had that recently. Um, it's got a little haze and a little blueberry. So the blueberry's got a nice little body buzz in it. So yeah. that's a, a blue Blue Dream, I think, is the most popular strain in America, I think. Yeah. Uh, according to Leafly, I think it was. Or like top five always, like Blue Dream. Yeah. But, I know. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. I yeah, it's a good one. But I, I actually really like Jack Kerr. That's my favorite one me too say. very very focusy yeah jack, jack of course. likes the jack that's right jack are... <laughs> it's my who would have thought you can get a they lot need like a yeah. chavez a chavez straight yeah. or something <laughs> chavez straight maybe well i'm sure there's a chavez strain somewhere down there in mexico they got a good mexican strains maybe, find one. Yeah. yeah yeah um no i i think it's really interesting what you said about like using with intention too because i just just to go back to that um that was like one of the things that really got me into cannabis, the variety of all yeah. the different ways that you can intentionally use it to feel the way you want to feel like there's, it's so diverse, like alcohol. Yeah. I always say this on the show, you drink it and you're going to go to one place and that's yeah. to like, just, you know, yep. like you're, you're going to be like, well, actually to be devil's plastic. advocate, I think sometimes there, sometimes people do have, I love asking this on dates actually, or just to get to know people is like, what are you like on tequila? What are you like on vodka? What are you like That's on this? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. a little bit different. It's so it's true. But if uh, you have ten bottles of any of them, most yeah, of people oh, are like. Then it's all the same. <laughs> then it's all the same. You sure. have you have ten hits of like green crack opposed to ten hits of like granddaddy purple. 
two different two different yeah. scenarios right yeah. so it's like so like i love the diversity that is offered uh, with like cannabis and i just think because it's such an amazing tool like you said to use cannabis intentionally um depending on the situation and the mood that you're either mm-hmm. feeling or maybe want to feel and what i mean by that is like if I want to be focused and, and I'm like, I need, I need a little, little jazz, I can go get some coffee or I can get the terpene in me, the terpinaline or whatever. That's a lot better. And just do that. Right. Um, if I, you know, conversely, if I want to sleep, I know what to use, but then if I want to do yeah. like hang out with my kids, I don't want to be like, like laser exactly. beam. Right. Yeah. So I gotta like, I gotta find a nice cool hybrid or like maybe yeah. get like a nice balance, like of a one-to-one ratio. That's really nice. Cause the anxiety's down. The kids are screaming. I don't need any of that. Right. So it's like, you're, you gotta know absolutely what you're doing. And then mm. I think it's so interesting, like then from there understanding like what does what, and then what you're feeling on top of that, you yep. pair the two together, the cannabis and what you're feeling. And then it's like, it's almost like, I've been flying a lot of RC planes recently, right? And so, like, I go from, like, the two-channel, three-channel, and four-channel. Like, when you have a four-channel plane, like, you have so many more options of what you can do up in the air. You get a two-channel plane, it's like, you know, you don't have that many options. (laughs) So, so just to, like... I like that. There's a, yeah, there's just like, there's so many different options when you got the mindfulness and the mm-hmm. cannabis, you put the two together. It's like, boom, you're like, you're, you're, you're putting all, t- you got so many different things you can do. So, yes. you know, same like that four channel plane, you get so many different options up there in the air. It's, it's a, it's a fantastic. You can uh, do a lot more tricks. You can go to more yeah. places. You can go yes. faster. All these different yeah. areas. You or can- slower. Right or or so you have more control about yeah how fast you can do you whatever go. yeah how yeah. fast you want to go exactly yeah yeah so, so um no that's that that's really cool I um I think let me see I'm looking at my notes I think uh, that's I think that's pretty much a lot of a lot of what I have uh I know we're, we're we we've been talking forever I think yeah now, and it's longer <laughs> than usual <laughs> I do have to go at five actually but, yeah yeah um, so we yeah. wanted to do that yeah we wanted to go ahead and and wrap this up. Um, because that was a great conversation. Victor, thank you so much. Jack, do you have any more questions? Um, so I, no, I mean, you cover, we've, we've been going for a while now. There's been a lot of stuff here. Um, I guess we've talked about the strains. Um, where, so where do you see yourself like, uh, as as, in the future of cannabis, like, uh, as this industry grows, like kind of, where do you see yourself? I love that question. Um, so I definitely see myself as the, the, the person to go to for this mindfulness and wellness aspect of cannabis. Um, uh, I know that there's a lot, I almost do see two different directions in the industry of like going the corporate way and like getting, like making a lot of money. Um, and then there's the medicinal side of, of really using it for wellness. Um, so I want to push that that area more um and i think that will be a really cool way along with the you know the fact that it it, there's a lot of money in it to to break the stigma of Mm -hmm. of its its use um but again really just being more mindful of it that you know with right (laughs) use um and with intention like we were talking about like there are so many benefits we can maximize the benefits from it and and minimize the 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 yep. cons um, um and so you know i don't know exactly how that's going to look like yet i you know i do have some visions of hosting retreats um i actually host uh so 
shameless plugs now i guess uh just i host uh, i was gonna ask you for it anyways don't worry yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah i i host a um cannabis meditation session over on zoom virtually every other wednesday mm. night um i just mm. did one yesterday and it was so much fun um and you gotta uh, send me that cannabis yeah. meditation that sounds yeah. super fun we'll, we'll yeah. put that you gotta send notes. me that yeah, we will put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to have yeah. you guys there. Um, yeah. I, I I do a lot of that guidance, and I'm still practicing that skill for me to be a guided meditator. But um, do that, and then eventually we'd love to really, you know, host in-person events um, or retreats. Like one of my other dreams is to have a venue space wow. where it can be sort of it could be like you could walk into a bar and have alcohol why can't we do that with our cannabis yet you know and so mm-hmm. um big there's a lot of awesome. things to work through but um you know so hosting like 420 friendly events uh podcast recordings or art galleries or you know comedy shows where people could could talk up a little bit mindfully uh, nice <laughs> with intention i'll be at all of them yeah hell yeah it's <laughs> a future world i'm excited for yeah as long yeah. As, yeah as long as you know once we open back up obviously mm-hmm. um victor thank you so much man this was like uh such a fantastic conversation we haven't had a, a conversation in a while like this on the show um so i'm just so happy that we we're able to have you on to kind of reignite this stuff um where can we find you where some where, where can people go to to find more about victor and all that good stuff what can we do yes uh thanks again for having me it's been super cool to have like to have this type of conversation to get into this deeper stuff um and then talk about cannabis like yeah, yeah. what this is gonna be public for yeah <laughs> no but uh uh so you can find me at my website victor ung so victor ung.com um you can also just search human up everywhere uh i have a podcast a youtube channel um instagram and uh yeah get reach out in in any way that makes sense Awesome. Well, I want to thank everybody for, uh, thank you, Victor, again, for coming on the show. Uh, Awesome, awesome, awesome uh, time today. Um, Jack, I want to thank you too, man, for uh, joining me again on this podcast and this interview. Appreciate it. Ryan. And for everybody, if you uh, follow us at the cannabis C on Instagram, uh, email us at the cannabis C at gmail.com. We appreciate you guys. Listen, listen, you guys rock. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Looking forward to seeing you all on the next episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. And we hope that you're enjoying your summer. Be safe. Be well. See you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.